What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dark's Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had another wild week in golf. We were at the TPC River Highlands, and Xander Shoffley won it, or Sahith Thagala threw it away, depending on how you looked at it. Jack, what do you think of the weekend? Well, that was just a harsh intro. For, you know, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Sahith. Sorry, Steve. I mean, he's he could win this week. He's very he's very possible. That was just it was hard to watch. Hard to watch. It was it was good to watch, but I feel like if you really watched all four days, the first three was like actual quality golf, and then Sunday was we're gonna try not to lose it. I feel like that made it fun for the casual golf fan though. On Sunday, all of a sudden it turned into an absolute just barn burner. And it was just like, all right, who's going to win this? Like, is JT Poston, who finished like an hour and a half before everybody else, going to win it? Like, what is happening here? But let, let's let's go to the kind of the big moment. So 18th tee box, uh, Thagala Burton makes a nice, what, 15-footer on 17, pulls out the big stick on the 18th tee box, basically, what, pushes it left? In, or no, well, that would be a pull for Double him. cross. It Double was cross. a – he plays a cut normally. Gotcha. And he tried to play – he did the opposite of what Mito Pereira did where he overcut it. Um, so he did a double cross, so he just came over the top, slightest rotated the finger or the thumb most likely just over the grip by gotcha. millimeters, gotcha. switched it up and got caught in a terrible lie. Yeah, that was one of the worst bunker lies I've seen in a hot minute. I think every other golfer that wasn't on tour would probably be using a little hand wedge to uh... – to give a little guidance on that one so i can't i can't give him too much it's unfortunate that he that he hit the lip and moved the ball about what two inches after that second shot it was it was brutal but almost made the bogey which in reality wouldn't have meant anything knowing that xander ended up making birdie on 18 but it, it would have been fun to see it kind of make it that much more enticing our bets for the playoff unfortunately fell apart on that one though yeah that was brutal but i mean it was just it was a good week all around. It felt like, obviously, it's not a tournament, but it was one of the higher-end tournaments of the year. Um, unfortunately, we're getting into a week here. As much as I may love this tournament, where it's just sandwiched so poorly yes. that the field has decreased, but it's still going to be awesome. I'm going to be there. Uh, I just have a question. So I assume that nobody else that that is a, a normal golf fan knows anything about him. Do you know anything about Michael Thornbjorsen? Thornbjorn Olsen, yeah. Yes. Amateur, he's a goat. So what? he's like a 20-year-old, right? Like he just kind of came correct. out of the woodworks? That is correct. Okay. No, no there, there's... Well, is Thornbjorn Olsen. Spieth-esque or what are we looking at here? Is this Did guy going to be good? Spieth-esque? Yeah, I mean, Spieth was like big coming out of college. Everybody knew his name. He was supposed to be like the next great. So is this guy that's supposed to be one of those, or is this just one of these circumstances where he kind of came out of the woodwork? First of all, young man, you should know your place going into this week. Spieth got his name from the John Deere Classic at 16 years of age. Michael Thornbjorn Olsen um, qualified for the 19, 2019 U.S. Open okay. um, after winning at the 2018 U.S. Junior Am. Um, he's a goat. I mean, he's, like you said, 20. He doesn't even get to drink yet, but... He is awesome. He's a really good – and I think, if I remember correctly, he's at Stanford. That would make sense. So, he's, yeah, he's probably a sophomore at Stanford. I was just curious because I know that, that that 
anybody that sits here and tells us that they know everything about Michael Thorne Bjornsson is is lying to themselves. I mean, Jack for me. <laughs> Jack does way too much extensive research into like peewee levels of golf. Like if you didn't know any better, you think Jack would be looking at 10-year-olds for a completely different reason? <laughs> Hold on. Let's re let's reword that. Let's reword that. Pause. <laughs> uh no i'm just kidding i'm just i'm just kidding but jack jack is very deep within the uh pause stop that (laughs) what are we doing here this is a golf podcast what are we doing that's fair that's fair jack you do very good on your in-depth knowledge of of younger golfers that are trying to grow their way out of the tour i hope you're not cutting that out <laughs> you want me to cut that out? No, that's golden. <laughs> I mean, why are you giving me grief for it? Whatever. Well, the word I use, I feel like I'm giving you grief for it. It was not intentional. All right. All right. Um, the one thing I'm gonna say real quickly before we get into the lineups, I feel like half of my lineups and my picks kind of got um dismembered because they 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 uh withdrew before the tournament even began. I was big on JT st- start of the week. He didn't even end up playing. Um, but Jack, get us into the lineups and then I'm going to go through because I have like 75 adjustments I had to make. Yeah. So first off, the last thing I will add about this weekend, if you watch the uh, LPGA tour was a major, they find the golfers after the fact for slow play. That is ridiculous. Absolutely pissed me off when I read that. That was horrific judgment. They, they weren't even playing slow. You're talking about a major golf tournament. And they got fined because of the last two holes where it mattered the most. That was stupid to me. So I just wanted to put that out there. I'm going to send um, big ups to Padraig Harrington too, because he won the, uh, the U.S. Senior Open this weekend. And so Padraig, let's he, go. He was kind of big when we, when we were growing up. And so he's my mom's favorite, one of my mom's favorite players for sure. There you go. So he was big for us, but good for him to win it. Yeah. So I'll get into, um, you know, daily fantasy sports. I was just right there. Both yeah. times, um, FanDuel 436, um, got in the double up, which was nice. Um, just barely placed, scratch my money, um, 436.8. Um, you know what really killed me on that one? Joaquin Neiman. He missed the cut. That was ridiculous. Davis Riley really didn't have his stuff the last couple days, but Ches Reeve, eighth. Brian Harmon, eighth. McElroy, 19th. Svensson, 25th. Pretty good. And then DraftKings, you know, that was all you. I'll let you take that one away. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. For uh, for FanDuel, I was the 50th guy in the double up. So I managed to sneak out. I only had 372.6. Uh, so I had four guys make the cut. And uh, both FanDuel and DraftKings, I had JT. I switched to Rory on both of them, which honestly, all things considered, worked out pretty well. Um, so I had Rory uh t19 davis riley t64 leishman was a big miss for me unfortunately i kind of tried to swing for the fences did not work too well kh lee tied 19th uh, i had the gala on DraftKings. that was a big one he finished at t at t2 and then i had smotherman who missed the cut um i did have svensson on FanDuel. he was my sneak instead of austin smotherman that was a nice t25 and uh, I had Brandon Steele switch him to Harmon in order to get Ma- McElroy, and he finished T eighth, and that was also nice. Nice. Yeah. So it was a, you know, it was a, it was a meh week. But when you when I win big on the U.S. Open, I know that I'm gonna come back down to earth the following week. I mean, yeah, you, one you, of those PBFUs. 
yeah, you can't win six times your seven or eight times your money every week or else everybody would be doing fa- uh, no, You'd be books. quitting your nine to five, I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. So I knew it was going to come back down to earth, but I won, won some money on both of them, just not as much as last time, obviously. What do we got nice. for bets, Jack? Listen, let's just talk about the fact that if you followed every one of our picks, um, at least on my end, yeah, you would right. be up 9.1, sorry, 9.1 units. So let's just talk about the wild card in Ches Revy top 20 mm. plus 650. Call that a freaking win. Um, otherwise, we had Scotty Scheffler missing top 10 barely. That was stupid. Yeah. Patrick Cantley top 20 plus 145. That was a lock. Brian Harmon top 20 plus 170 lock. Tony Finau plus 170 top 20 uh, lock. I had Aaron Rye and Sita got both plus 140 for top 20, or excuse me, top 40 lock that carried it official total for jack picks go ahead and read that number in the circle i i can't even read it all right 38.52 units <laughs> up on the podcast and sports book pits that is stupid there you go jack that's the way to do it so jack is clearly if you have not been able to notice he is the the bets guy um i hope you don't listen to me right now on bets because i am i am absolutely atrocious right now on my bets um it is it is ugly i would like to apologize on behalf of of anybody that does betting because i am awful right now um so jack is carrying the podcast i went um two for seven um sorry (laughs) uh but yeah it wasn't pretty my wins were brandon Steele top 40 and khl top 40 outside of that i had a lot of guys that Honestly, felt like good bets, but didn't get it. I mean, Maverick McNeely, top 40. Aaron Wise, top 40. Davis Riley, top 40. I did Leishman again, and that was another miss. And then I threw the playoff in at plus 300, which honestly, if that hits and and the other, what, four still miss, then I probably break even. Um, but unfortunately, Tagala and, and Xander did not want it to be that way. So I am struggling right now. Uh, I am lightning bets up again this week. You will see that when we come to it. I cannot continue this losing streak. Of bets. <laughs> I if I could take my daily fan or my uh, my DFS lineups and convert that into bets right now, that would be ideal. But right now, I can hit on DFS and I can't hit on bets. So well, I think with your bets, what I will say is you go aggressive. You take like, for example, I'll just scroll in fantasy Ryan Armor just. First guy that came across, you go, yeah. Ryan Armour, he might get top 20. Let's throw him in there versus you go, I try to go and maximize. So, yeah. for example, we take last week, um, you know, Brian Harmon, or excuse me, um, Sahith Tagala, top 40, was plus 140. Yeah. Like, that was crazy odds for what it was. Um, Tony, or Xander Shoffley, that hit as well, um, was top 20 for minus 100. Not the greatest odds in the world, but. It was a surefire hit. So hopefully this week you bounce back and look for some more, uh, well, I'd say routine picks. I thought I was. I mean, Aaron Wise, top 40. Davis Riley, top 40. Those are both minuses. Brennan Steele, well, he ended up being top 40. But still, I thought I was in the right mindset there. Clearly, I was not. Um, I'm going to run really quick through winners. Uh, Jack had Rory with parentheses on Tony Finau and Davis Riley. That went tied 19th, tied 13th, tied 64th. I had Mark Leishman with a parentheses on Joaquin Neiman. We don't need to talk about either of those guys. That was not pretty. <laughs> eh. Yeah. Eh, eh. 
for wild picks, Jack had Chez Revy, as he mentioned, at top 20. I thought you had it at 450, but maybe you had it at 625. Whichever one you had it at, still. A 650. Incredibly impressive to hit it over uh, plus 400 at the minimum. Um, that was a winner. I, I, I did have you down for playoff as a wild pick as well at plus 300. Again, unfortunate miss. But again, you hit one of them. Uh, mine was KH Lee top 20 at plus 300. That was a W. So that's all I'm going to focus on last week is I did hit, I did win something uh, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> Jack, are you, uh, are you ready to go to what I would kind of consider our hometown course? Yes. I, I, what would our, our hometown, I guess Medina is within 15 minutes of us. Yeah. But I think in terms of, we we've played this course to, to, I would say oh, I am. 20 times. Mm-hmm. We, we've played this course quite a bit. We were at the uh, John Deere Classic and the TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois, or really the Quad, Quad Cities, cities. Um, if you want to be technical here. This is a par 71 totaling 7,257 yards. That's kind of a, an, an abbreviation. It doesn't normally play that long. They are adding in new tee boxes on a few of the holes. Jack and I have actually seen them putting that in. Uh, on the first and second hole, the first hole should be ready. Uh, the second is a, a year or two away, I'm sure. But that's going to add an extra 50, 75 yards between those two. Uh, last year's winner was Lucas Glover at minus 19. He won it over Ryan Moore. It was Glover's first win in over 10 years on tour. Uh, Jack kind of mentioned it up front. This is a weaker field just because of the way it's positioned between the U.S. Open, the Travelers, and then the Scottish Open and the Open. Uh, the way it kind of works out, a lot of the guys that are already up in Massachusetts and Connecticut don't want to come back to the Quad Cities where you got to fly into basically Chicago and drive your way over. Just go back out to Europe next week. They'd rather just make that flight right there. What's up, Jack? Yeah, so I think this is a weaker field for a couple different reasons. The one exactly, like I said, position between the majors, you're going Scottish Open and then Edinburgh, you're right there. Another thing is Tiger Woods is having that pro-am this week. So a lot of the players that are out there want to go play with Tiger. So a couple different opportunities to go and play some different golf. Definitely. I, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that could also contribute to it. Um, a couple of big things to look for here. Course history is, is fairly important. The event is often uh, a putting contest in the end of it all, just because of the fact that it is a shorter course and a lot of guys really attack it. Uh, birdie or better opportunities is a major factor this week. So I would look for that when you're looking in your rankings, along with approach shots from 50 yards to 125 yards. Again, shorter course, guys are going to be able to hit the ball. There's not a lot of uh, rough and, and penal areas right off the tee. So guys can kind of bang away. Are we really going to make a penal joke again? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Jack. <laughs> We're so close. Um, <laughs> Again, course history was something I mentioned earlier. Just know that this event did not happen in 2020, obviously because of COVID. So when I talk about course history, you just kind of have to remember that because I will use that in a lot of the guys on the list that I have this week. Done. All right, fair play. I've, I realized that was a lot. I apologize that I uh, I'd not kind of nerded out this week, everybody. So be advised that this is going to be a statistic-heavy week from Liam. But yeah, so my only goal this week uh, when we played last time, um, I shot 69 from the tees. So I'm hoping I beat one guy in one round. That's I, all I need. I could see it. 
So, I think some, yeah, one guy will shoot 70. 70. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One guy will shoot 70. Exactly. That's all I need. All right. Are you ready to get uh, right into the DraftKings lineups? Yes. All right. Let's do it. We got a uh, an interesting. Small. Yeah, we have an interesting and small, and these are not normally guys you would see at the 10K range. We have Jason Day at 10K to Webb Simpson at 10.6. So there are four guys in this range, and that is not normally the case. Jack, who's your guy in this range? It's got to be Sahith. It's He's right there. Okay. Last week, four really good days. You know, um, if you look at his rounds – 67 65 64 67 on a course known for what uh birdies birdies okay so you're going into when to deer run which is known for birdies there you go there it is but jason day is probably the one guy that i would lean off of uh he's just up there because of his name adam hadwin's always going to be a safe pick um one gripe i have with him is He's always really good at going 69, 69, 69, 69 and boring out a good score versus going deep. Um, And then Webb Simpson, I know I'm going to talk about everybody, is just known kind of for doing both. He'll go in the same percentage, 65, 74, 66, 71. So it's a hit or miss. So that's why I think Sahith is the safe pick. I think Sahith is safe. I also think he's going to be very highly owned amongst all of uh, people looking at fan at FanDuel and DraftKings. I think he's going to be the first thing people see. They're going to say, hey, he played well last week. We're just going to put him in there again. And so do I think it's a bad choice? No. I think Adam Hadwin personally would be my first choice. Um, he's played here three times in the past. He finished 18th in 2015, 6th in 2016. And I don't have his number for 2021, 27th. Um, he's also top 50 in both uh, birdie or better opportunities, as well as approach shots 50 to 125. So I think he's a very good option. I also think because the Gala is going to be so heavily targeted that he's kind of a good, I guess you can't really call him contrarian, but he's going to be different. Yeah. But I agree. One of those two. I'm here for that. All right. Um, I mean, f- only four guys. We're just going to keep it cruising, I guess. Talking about uh, four guys again for yeah. the 9K range, which is our guy, Bez, all the way to Denny McCarthy. All right. who's who, Am I doing the guy or who's the guy? Listen, I have a guy. I think we have the He same is guy. one of my favorite golfers of all time. I've been following him for over 20 years, and that's Charles Howell III. Yeah. One of my favorite golfers of all time had the pleasure of speaking with him on many, many occasions from the Westerns BMWs when they're at dubs, um, just really, really good overall guy, stupid, consistent, stupid. He's going to do it. But again, we're talking about Bez. It's one of my guys as well. Maverick McNeely. I've called him out probably 10 of the 12 weeks we've been recording. Yep. And Denny McCarthy is always right there too. So minus one week he's there. So I think this is, should be the 10 K range in my opinion. Hot I'll take I'm going to give some rundown here in terms of, of uh, stats again. Yeah, I think so, please do, because I just talked about eight straight guys in depth. Yes. So Charles Howell third. I love to call him Chucky Three Sticks because of the, the three initials on the back. End. That's his nickname. I know, <laughs> but I'd still like to call him that. I don't like to call him by his full name. He's just Chucky Three Sticks to me. He's played in this event 13 times. He's made the cut in 12 of those, 
and has finished top 10 three times, the last time being in 2019. Then you go to Maverick McNeely. He's another guy like in this range. He's a top 15 player in birdie or better percentage at 14. He's also top 50 in approach from 50 to 125 yards. He's also made the cut both times here. Uh, in 2017, as a rookie, he was uh, 44th and he was 18th last year. So I think both of those guys are my first choices. Um, Bez is kind of a sneaky option because of his putter. So I definitely think if you want to, if you want to go Bez, if you think it's going to be that big hard putting contest, was Steve Stricker the best putter the three years in a row he won this? Probably, dude. He really is one of the best putters of all time. Jeez. Okay. All right. Spieth. Two, two or three times, one of the best putters of all time. Lucas Glover, I know, is not because I did some research on him, and he is not a, a legendary putter. No, but if you look at when he won, Lukey, no gloves, his proximity to the hole was like eight feet the whole week. It was yeah. something stupid. He gained like eight strokes putting that week, I and I, and I get it, but I think that anybody could do that on a given week personally. All right, and we didn't talk about Denny McCarthy, or at least I didn't. I mean, he missed the cut last week. It's a little, it's a little unnerving to kind of go to him on this one, considering not that they're the same course, but I always kind of want to group the Travelers and John Deere together just because they're both shorter courses. And I know that's all they have in common, but for whatever reason, it keeps me in that in that front. Here's what I'll say about that: take away his last week and look at his performance. This is a bounce back week for him. Yeah, I mean, Wells Fargo, T25, PGA Championship, T48, Charles Schwab, T27, the Memorial, T5, the U.S. Open, T7. I agree. Theoretically, this will this will be a bounce back for him. This was his first missed cut since the waste management. So, yeah. Again, I don't think he's a bad play. I just, I don't know. Did something about Danny McCarthy that, like, I just, I'm not on him this week. Got a feeling. All right, AK. All right, steal of the draft. Steal of the tournament, the fullbacker, Scott Stallings. Okay. He is going to – I think he's going to have the most underrated, underdrafted, undervalued tournament of the whole week. I think he should be in the lineup guaranteed 1,000%. If not, we'll go with a guy that I grew up playing against. He's going on a tear right now, and Nick Hardy. Nick Hardy is a local boy. Uh, he does play well here. Well, I'll talk about him. We had the same coach. I've been playing against him since I was a young kid. Last, we'll call it four weeks, eighth, 14th, 35th, second with, um, let me just go ahead and tell you, 264s, 265s. And we're talking about those on the um, NV5 Corn Ferry Tour Invitational. You're talking about the RBC Canadian, and we're looking at the U.S. Open and Travelers. Birdie opportunities are there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't hate the Nick part. The Nick Hardy pick. I know a lot of actually. My family likes him. Uh, I'm gonna run through some names again real fast in this range. Uh, avoid JT Poston. He's kind of priced up because of what we did last week. He's never made the cut here in his four tries here. He does. He does not do well on this course. His putter struggles for whatever reason. Don't ask me why. I don't know if he's a good putter or not, but he doesn't play well here. This is going to be a putting contest. I don't think it needs to be a good putter to win this. I'm not picking it because he's not a good putter. Yes. My mind is blown. (laughs) This is what you need to know about JT Poston. He's never made the cut here in four tries. 
This is what you need to know about JT Poston. Here's what you need to know about JT Poston. Plus 110 top 40, gentlemen's bet. Go for it, bro. Good luck. I wish you the best. That's not, that that is not even close to my pick. Um, uh, Also, Brandon Todd, um, he is, he, prior to 2019, where he finished 18th, he had seven straight missed cuts here. So everybody seems to like him as kind of a flashy pick this week. Not my guy. Uh, I actually really like Cam Davis. I think your guy from like eight weeks ago. Yeah, I think Cam Davis is going to be a good one. He's 35th in approaches from 50 to 125. He's uh, 56th in birdies. Um, And he's played here two times and finished 53rd and 55th. Not flashy, but he's made the job done. Yeah, gets the job done. Uh, Lucas Glover is always going to be a very viable option, being that he won here last year. Trend is this year, if you're a defending champion, you're doing pretty well in the tournaments. Are you ready for 7K? Yeah, because there's another steal of the freaking tournament in here. What do we got? Well, I'm going to completely bypass once again, breaking down the things, and I'm going to go right to Ches Reedy. Um, once again, wildcard pick last week, eighth. Charles Schwab, 27th. Wells Fargo, 15th. What do the, all those three courses have in common? Short courses, birdie opportunities are there. This guy has a consistent swing. And this course, since you know, we've played it many times. Yep. If you're in the middle of the fairway, birdies a go it doesn't matter uh Ches Reeve is seven for nine on making the cut here and he has four top 20s done say less well yeah now I'll uh go from <laughs> seven nine at Ches Reeve um scrolling pretty deep all the way down to or excuse me, I almost called him Trevor Moore Taylor Moore at seven thousand there's a good chunk of people in here um is there one or two guys that you're looking at yeah, I'm a I'm big on Steve Stricker. I don't care. He could be 75 and play this course. The dude is the dude is automatic. I mean, he's 14 for 14. I'm making the cut here. He won three times in a row from 2009 to 2011. He's got six top tens. He's just I mean, it's almost a snooze fest for him, but he's gonna get like top 40. I think that's pretty standard for him. Uh, in terms of other guys, I do like Adam Svensson. He played really well last week. He's top 100 in both the 50 to 125 uh, on the approach and birdies. He also finished tied 18th here in 2019. He's also coming in very hot. Like I said, I think he was top 20 last week. Uh, Adam Shank is dangerous in my opinion. I got to find him. So he's played here two times. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I get, I got a lot of stats. He's played here. Um, two times and his uh or sorry his last two finishes are fourth and sixth at this course so he's been playing really well oh gosh i got a lot sorry guys give me 10 seconds here uh, i'm gonna say i like the pick for mr september and uh adam svensson yeah exactly i'm looking for uh, well mr september steve stricker he didn't I, break that one. Oh yeah i kind of assumed that wasn't positive uh last guy i'll say he's kind of like steve stricker ryan moore uh, 11 for 12 on making the cut here has been top 10 four times. So I think between uh, Stricker and Ryan Moore, there's a viable option between. Are them. you bypassing uh, Zach Johnston? <sighs> yes. Yeah, Sorry about course history. This is yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy. I'll also throw in Doug Gim because he's also our, our hometown boy. He's a little, a little bias on that one. Uh, I'm not playing Mark Hubbard. He doesn't play well here. 
you like Taylor Pendrith, right? How could you not? Okay. Well, he's just he's he's been injured. I know he's coming back from an injury, and he's also never played TPC Deer Run before. So I just it it's a little bit of, of negative on an otherwise pretty good looking option. Yeah, I mean, if you just take a look at the golf he's been playing, regardless of injury, he is looking good. Um, and if you're like me, you don't necessarily look into metrics. You look at momentum and watch the golf and you make your decisions that way. This guy is going to be good. I agree, Mr. September, the stick. Steve Stricker is going to come out and just be really good. Um, I do love the Adam Svensson pick. Um, and then I think that a sneaky one, not super confident on it, might be uh, Kevin Streelman. That's another guy that I've taken a look at. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Kevin Strillman. Kevin Strillman has either finished top 10 or missed a cut here. There is no in-between. Uh, last year, he missed a cut, and then he previously played in 2018 and was seventh. All right. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And then I have you ready for a blow-up one that will be – you'll be like, really? John sure. Hugh. I can see it. Really? Last yeah. three events, 13th at the Travelers, 25th at RBC Canada, 12th at Charles Schwab, three weeks in a row, solid performances. He needs to be there. That's a stick right there. I mean, you want to hear another crazy name that you'll probably be like, why do you have any any information on this guy? No. Chris Goddard. No, oh, I like Chris Goddard. Yeah. So, I mean, he's played four events this year. He was T7 at Puerto Rico. Uh, tied 87th in Mr. Cutter RBC Canadian Open was tied 43 at the U.S. Open and then tied 35th at the Travelers. So he's made qu- a couple of cuts here, and there's lots of worse options. Don, well, yeah, as much as I want to keep talking about the 7K range, we're about to go into some dangerous territory with the six. So get us started. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a dangerous. This is a tough one. I got to dig here. Uh, I'm going to go to my guy, Vaughn Taylor. So Vaughn Taylor has been top 40 here in each of the past four years and seven out of the last eight years on this course, he has made the cut. So he's not pretty, he's not flashy, but if you're looking for a guy that's got over 50% chance to make the cut. I mean, there's not a lot of those guys in this range, in my opinion. I think Vaughn Taylor is one of them at 6,800. Um, I mean, your boy Wesley Bryant's here. I actually like I actually like Peter Malnati a lot, too. Uh, I think Peter Malnati is very interesting. He's top 50 in approach from 50 to 125. He's top 65 in birdies or better percentage. Uh, he's coming off a good week where he made the cut at the Travelers. And his last five uh, times he was split at Deer Run, he was 27th, 44th, missed the cut, 56th, and 58th. So I think I think he's probably my last line of defense. I don't really want to go below him. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. Um, I love the, um, excuse me, love the Wesley Bryan pick. Another good guy. Two guys I'll point out, this is a really slow territory. So yeah. if you're down here, you're hurting. But Hayden Buckley, I mentioned him a couple times this year. Super good ball striker, all around really good player. Short courses he might attack. Um, and then another guy that really comes out of nowhere sometimes, Rory Sabatini. Yep. Um, 
guy, he's just going to get in the middle of a fairway. He's just going to put on the green, try to two putt. If it goes in, it goes in. Um, good one. And then the last guy that I'll talk about that is probably the biggest wild card you could ever throw out is Kelly Craft. Um, he is the most underrated short game player, in my opinion. And I think that as much as you know, it's going to come down to um, the metrics in terms of approach. I think his short game, if you really watch it, it's underappreciated in terms of metrics. Um, so I would like to see him come out and do something good this year. But again, you shouldn't be down here. That's the thing. This is I not agree. a strong field where you need to go top heavy. You can afford to do whatever you want. I agree. And then one last thing, one name I'm really sad to not see in this lineup personally is KH Lee. Uh, this is a TPC course. I would have bet him. He potentially could have been my winner this week if he really would have played. Um, so I'm a little sad to not see him on there. But let's let's hope that maybe some of his fellow countrymen like CT Pan can kind of carry the uh, carry the yeah. Way. And then I'll say um, Davis Riley just withdrew. He's played eight out of the last ten weeks. Can't say I blame him. Daniel Berger just withdrew. Um, I don't, I'm not sure I didn't see a reason why. Um, I'm blanking on one other name, I think, um, that was supposed to withdraw uh, or that did withdraw. I'm blanking on the name. Might have to cut this one out, but I'm pretty yeah, sure someone. I don't, I don't know the other name as well. I can't think of it. Um, I mean, it might have been earlier this week, but those are the, those are the two that I saw. I saw Burger. Yeah. And Davis Riley. I guess that's it. That's the big ones. I mean, if you're digging around far enough, I'm sure you can find somebody out there. That's what I was like. But all right. Are you uh are you ready to look for uh or to look through some of your stuff? What 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 lineups do you got? Yeah, so there. Hold on, you this might what's up? So I'm going to start with DraftKings here just because I have it pulled up. Um, I'm going pretty middle of the road lineups, honestly. I'm not going super top heavy. Gotcha. Top guy, CH3, Charles Howard, third, 9,300. I have Scott Stallings, fullback, 8,900. Nick Hardy, 8,700. I have JT Poston, 8,000. Um, I have Nick Hardy, 8,700. And Adam Svensson, 7,700. Or excuse me, I think I already said Nick Hardy twice. Mark yeah. Hubbard, 7,400. Gotcha. Is that who we had the bet on for top 40? I forget. who was JT Poston. JT Poston. All right. Let me write that down on the bottom. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah, see. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll see. All right. Um, all right. Well, you did not go. You went You went level. I went top heavy and then a couple of flyers. Um, I did Adam Hadwin. This is on DK. I did Adam Hadwin at 10-4. I did Charles Howell at 9-3. I did C.T. Pan at 8-1. I did Chez Reby at 7-9. I did Ryan Moore at 7-2. And I'm doing Austin Smotherman at 7,000 flat. So we'll see. I By the way, I think our top 40 bet was for Taylor Pendrith, not J.T. Poston. I don't even think we mentioned Taylor Pendrith. No, sorry, you're right. I think it's JT Poston. Yeah, I think anyway. Um, I'll go right into the DraftKings since I have it pulled up now. You mean Fandle? Man, we are all over the place today. Fandle, <laughs> yes. CH3, Charles Howard the third, 10-8. Scott Stallings, 
Adam Svensson, 9-8, John Hugh, 9-8, Ches Revy, 9-5, and Taylor Pendrith, 9-3. That's where Taylor Pendrith is coming from. Um, again, there's no top-heavy lineup, per se. It's just about what you're feeling. I challenged that bet because I went top heavy again. It's <laughs> fine. It's very interesting because you've gone middle of the road on both yours and I'm doing top heavy on both. Yeah. Adam Hadwin at 11, seven uh, Maverick McNeely at 11, one Cam Davis at 10, three Adam Svensson at nine, eight Steve Stricker at eight, nine Peter Malnati at seven, eight. I did go a little bit more top heavy. You went a little more middle of the road, but hopefully both kind of work out. And I'm hoping some of my shots in the dark really kind of level out or else I might be in some trouble going maybe four for six. But how many bets do you have this week? Because I know you're usually a little more bet heavy than I am. I went with a clean nine this week instead of my usual 11. Gotcha. Um, I just think this might be one of the most 50-50, either going to be one of the guys we talked about or a guy we've never heard of. It's kind of a wash week. So I tried to pick nine bets where I felt the odds were as good as they were um, to the point where almost every, only one of my bets has a minus in front of it. I am the same way. Done. Well, I will go ahead and start us off as the reigning sports book champion, uh, 12 weeks running. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, the only minus I have, will start off Nick Hardy, top 40 minus minus one ten. Um, I think he could definitely go better than that. Um, but I just think sometimes when you look at odds, you have the opportunity to almost double your money for that. Why would you sacrifice 20 places? Um, Sahith Tagala top 20 is plus 170 again. Tremendous week last week, strong. Scott Stallings top 20 plus 170. Charles Howell the third top 20 plus 140. Um, I know for top 40 is like minus 160, but I think he's going to do a lot better than that. Ches Reavy, top 40, is plus 100, minus 100 wash, whatever you want to call it. JT Poston, top 40, plus 110. Taylor Pendrith, top 40, plus 135. Adam Svensson, top 40, plus 120. And John Hugh, top 40, plus 100. John Hugh, okay, interesting. That's that's one where I I don't know enough about him to really give like a, a good insight on all that, Jack, so I'm hoping that I'm That's hoping, what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm hoping you know what you're doing on that one because I got nothing for that. So, all right, well, let's bring home six winners here. Yeah, let's let's hope. All right, I got six bets. I'm doing uh, Chucky three sticks top twenty. Charles Howell third at plus one forty. I think you have that bet. Absolutely. Uh, I have Martin Laird at top forty at plus one twenty. He is three for three on making the cut on the three times he's played this event, and he's never finished worse than 40th or better than 26th. So here's to hoping he does it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also going to do Patton Kazire, uh, top 40 plus 120. Patton Kazire is also three for three making the cut, finishing 25th, 30th, and 11th. Um, I'm going to do Chez Reeby, top 40 at a wash. I think you have that bet as well. Yes, sir. I have Doug Gim top 40 at minus 110. I think you have that bet as well. I do not have a gimme bet. You don't have gimme? Oh, all right. Well, I'm taking gimme. And then my last one is uh, Ryan Moore top 40 at plus 150. Done. Those are my, what, six? Six. Six. Yeah, well, why don't you go ahead and carry us over right into the wild card picks this week? 
All right, so I have two. Shoot uh, me. Well, actually, don't do that. I was gonna say, ugh. uh, first one doesn't feel like it should be a wild card bet. It almost feels too safe, but it is plus two seventy. Uh, Steve Stricker top twenty, plus two seventy. I, it's doable. I get it. He's old, but he can still get the job done. So I don't hate it. My second one that's a little bit more risky. I'm gonna do Adam Shank top ten at plus five hundred. Oh. Adam Shank plus or top 10. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Plus 500. Goodness. Well, good for you. <laughs> I mean, they're wild picks for a reason. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, and then I'll jump right into mine. One guy that I think it's Denny McCarthy top 10 plus 275. Oh, it just jumped to plus 280 right in front of me. Plus 280. Um, for top 10, um, I just think bounce back week, weaker field. He's been playing really well in competition. I think this is might be a really good bounce back week for him. Um, and then last but not least, um, I think it's going to be, sorry, I did not mean to say Denny McCarthy. I meant to say um, Sahith Thagala top 10. Um, I am reading the wrong week, so excuse my page. Seath Tagala top 10 is plus 350. That would make more sense. Not that 280 doesn't work for you, but yeah. it felt low. I was like, wow, Jack, I thought you'd uh, have some bigger cojones than that. Well, yeah, I was I was thing. reading that and I go, dude, I talked about Denny McCarthy for like three seconds and I'll put him on a wild card. No, it's Seath Tagala top 10 plus 350. And the big one whew, at plus 4,500, Scott Stallings first round later. Dude, what? Listen, if that hits, we're going to freaking Jamaica. Not putting a full uni on it, that's for sure, but. 4,500. All right, whatever. I mean, hey, we'll know Thursday by end of day whether you're that one, right? Dude, well, hey, on Friday, we'll be so. Hey, we need to have another gentleman's bet for Friday since we're golfing. Uh, Let's see. You like posting? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll come up with something else. Other than Here, ready? We'll we'll take the we'll take the home baton boys. I'll take Nick Hardy Thursday. You take Doug Gim Thursday. Okay, that's fine. It's we'll the hometown make, kids. We'll mega work. Yeah. So you got Nick Hardy. Uh, are we gonna wash if they're if they're the same? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um. All right, sorry guys, writing this down. You know, important important betting over here on the side. Listen, if you don't have side bets, side betting with the boys is always the move in golfing. All right. Oh, dude, for sure. We have a little group chat just to give you guys some insight into like our personal lives. We have some group chats with some buddies. We'll squad ride some people going into Saturday, going to the weekend. For example, Willie Z U.S. Open. Oh yes. Fortunately, it didn't work out. Um, yeah. Man. But it was awesome. Three guys putting down some, you know, money, texting, calling, whatever to watch one guy. It's just fun. Yeah, that's true. So, all right. Well, I got that as the bet. Do you want to go over winners? I feel like I have to since you went over two last week. I feel like I need to start off. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, both my wild card picks: Sahit Sagala, Scott Stallings. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would I would go Charles Howell the third. Um, you know what? Screw you, Scott Stallings. Screw you. You're gonna make me plus forty five hundred 
You've done say, your job. You're winning USL. Let's let's go, Chucky. All right, Charles. Actually, we'll not screw you, Scott Stallings. Kind of like you. I like watching you. The fullback of the NFL. Or, holy crap! Fullback of the PGA Tour. There you go, Jack. Uh, we are struggling a little bit today, everybody, but we're getting through it. I promise. Sipping my coffee stout from New Glarus Brewing Company. Not a sponsor. Thank. Um, all right. Well, you took Sahith the Gala and Charles Howell. I'm going to go Maverick McNeely. Nice. And then I'm going to throw a flyer out here. Love it. Let's I'm go. A, I'm going deep. Nah, maybe I'm not going that deep. Um, Cheers. I'll go. I'll go Strowman. Kevin, oh. Str- Kevin Strowman. Nice. Kind of fits the vibe. Somebody that would win on this course. Yeah, I can see that. I also thought, not to change topic, I thought you would have taken Maverick McNeely first round leader. He has a tendency to go out and, you know, do some birdie damage on one. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I thought about it, but I already have him in like both fan duel and as a winner's pick. I mean, I, I made this mistake last week where I had Mark Leishman and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, it, and then it tanked half my week. That's so, fair. So I'm not doing it this time. I'm just going to stick with McNeely on FanDuel and my winner's picks. And if he hits, then he, then I at least win on those two. And then Stroman is a little bit more of a shot in the dark, but that's why he's the guy in parentheses anyways. Yeah. I like it. Um, not like I'm making this an official pick by any means, but I would not be surprised um, like you had said, if Denny McCarthy or Maverick McNeely go out and have a great day, day one, and go out in the leader, I like the pick on Streelman. I think that's one of those guys that's going to be overlooked and underappreciated this week. Yeah. I think that'll be – obviously, it's not 50-50. Otherwise, it'd be really good odds for a winner, but yeah. I think it'll be 50-50 if it's close or not going to the weekend. This will be – this is one of the tournaments I think is extremely underrated because this tournament – um, just does so much for the community um, that goes around. Like if you guys really don't know, I would recommend looking into it just because they do so much for the community around here. Um, it's just, it's keeping a lot of small businesses open. They donate so much to charity. This is a really good week to test a lot of golfers that aren't necessarily top 25 in the world. I think it'll be fun, good, clean golf. Um, and I think it's just, it'll just be good. So go have fun, watch it. You have no idea what I look like, but if you find out who I am on Saturday, come say hi. I'm I'm excited because I'm we're gonna see some different names on this one. All right, we are not seeing the the JT Rory Scotty Scheffler leaderboard on on a Sunday. All right, we are seeing either newer guys or guys that normally play on the senior tour or guys that are maybe kind of fringe players that sometimes play on tour, sometimes play on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's gonna be a fun week. I mean, I know that that maybe your favorite guy on tour isn't, isn't playing this week, find a different favorite guy this week. Maybe ride him a little bit. I mean, Jack and I are, that's not what I mean, Jack. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Get kid. canceled. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, but find, find a guy that you, that you wouldn't normally go for. Maybe he's got a game that's similar to yours. And then, and then root for him this week and he can be your guy. Yeah, that's how you do it. Let's go. Is that better there. for you? Yeah. You like that I one mean, a little better? Listen, it's late. We both work like a combined 22 hours today. And we're talking golf. It's awesome. I love this week. You know, one of those things, if you've ever played a professional course where they're going to go there, you know what you did in previous rounds. 
you want to compare and see what they do and just just enjoy it. It'll be good, clean, weather looks good. Let's go out, carry the train. Let's both get back on train, win some freaking money. Thank you very much. Let's do it, baby.